Urban Notes Podcast, where real people tell real stories through urban lifestyles and cultures. Hello, Matt. I can hear now. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How about I'm doing good, man. Can't complain. Complain. Thank you for coming today, man. This on on the block with Rasta. Man, uh, it's been like a good day, man. Uh, so, tell I want you to tell the viewers a little bit about yourself, right? Um, tell them what you, what's your name, what's your correct gender pronoun, what you prefer to go by, where you from, how do you practice for healing, and how do you healing while others is hurting? Like answer these, to let people know who who I'm, who's talking today. Okay, first of all, my name is Matt. I'm 27 and I'm from Florida. Mm. Okay, okay. So you're from Florida, you're in the Florida in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Florida in the building. Okay, so since you're from Florida, Matt, like how you practice healing? Me personally? Yeah. Um, I smoke a blunt, I listen to some music. Uh, I think it out. I look at it from, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Um, this is, let me let me look at it from another perspective. Maybe I missed something, being over emotional, or just feeling that I'm just so right I can't be wrong that I missed something. Right. Um, and then I, I go to my best friend. I'm like, best friend, this is how I'm feeling. This is the situation. Am I missing something? Right. Like, because when it comes to matters of self, you tend to be biased towards yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are scared to go get opinions from other people or people who won't tell them the complete truth. They'll tell them what they want to hear. Right. And I can't do that. I need my friends to tell me the whole truth. If something happens, I need to know the whole truth. Right. Because if I miss something, that's on me. So I can't be mad at somebody. Right. Right. I agree with that. So how do you hear why others is hurting then? Because you say you, you you always want want that person to tell you the truth. So how are you healing why others is hurting? It depends on who's hurting. Right. To be honest, that affects my healing. Because if I'm healing, I'm I'm focused on what I need to heal me. I can't really focus on who else is hurting. Because if I'm focused on trying to heal you, I can't completely focus on healing myself. And if I can't heal myself, I can't heal you. Mm. I heard you. Okay, 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 okay. So... You know, because you say, you know, you talk because I heard you talked about community, right? I heard you talk about yourself. You talk about how you can heal with other people, but you got to heal yourself simultaneously, right? So, so how we heal from, you know, big topic we're going to talk about today, inheritance of ignorance, right? So how do you heal from, from inheritance of uh, ignorance, You have to first break the cycle. Mm, how you, how you do that? It starts with one. Right. Um, 
is you take one person in the cycle and you you I don't want to say you forcibly break break, but you you have them break the cycle. You show them like, hey, this is this is where we came from. This okay. is this is how we got to this point. I don't want this for you. And a lot of people see that, like, and they start out, oh, I don't want this for that kid for my kids, but they fail to follow through on that. And the kids end up in their cycle. Right. So the first step in breaking inherited ignorance is to first follow through on your goal. So if you you show your kid that, hey, this is where we come from, I want better for you, you actually have to push your kid to be better. It's not saying to go overboard where they have to have straight A's from kindergarten or pre-K all the way up through Harvard. Right, right. It's not like, yeah, it's important, but the relationship with your child should be more important. You, Like, as someone who's in the cycle, who grew up in the cycle and wants better for your kid, you should be aware of your actions. <clears throat> right. And, and that's a very important thing to say, right? Because when you grew up in, in inheritance ignorance, when you grew up in these traditions, traditions that is passed down, right? And some of them are good and some of them are not so good, right? And sometimes we tend to choose the one that's not so good and glorify it more than we choose the one that's greater, that it's worth glorifying but never get the glorification that they needed. And it, it just shows you that in our generation alone now, there's a lot of inherent ignorance, right? And... People are not saying a lot of people are not like understanding the concept, but a lot of people choose to ignore it, and they want to. Then they want to look back and reflect and like, how is this happening? But if they really peel back the layers of where they come from and where they are and who they are and who their family is and how they stand and represent is, then they will understand that inherent ignorance is actually a thing in their family too. Sometimes we just got to open the doors in our own selves and our families to really acknowledge when we have to change certain things, no matter what it means, but we have to adapt to it. That is true. And the thing about inherited ignorance, for me, is a rather new concept like this inherited ignorance. Like, granted, every age has this thing that came down that, you know, didn't quite make sense to the new age. Right. And, you know, but people adapted, but it was still just mostly common sense compared to what the kids have now. Like, when you look back, like, we take music, for example. Right. Like, when we had music, that was about love. That was about family. That was about you know, being together as a whole race. We didn't have conflicts like this. Like, we didn't have, like, just kids out of, just kids randomly out of wedlock. Right. Like, it, it was family. There were steps taken. There was, there was success. There was success all around. Right. Like, if you look at it now, there's no more mom and pop shops. It's all right. businesses. Why? Right. Because they're, everybody's divided. There's no more mom and pop because mom and dad can't stand each other. 
Right. So now the kid is all grown up and your daddy ain't this, your mama ain't this, your mama this. And it's like, who do, how's the kid supposed to grow up and be whole when he's been broken since before he even came out the womb? Mm, suck about it. It's like, how do how do we stop it? It's like, and it's it's just so widely preached. Like, it's, and it, it, it what it is, and not only that it widely preached, not the country cross, right? It's not that it's widely preached, but I feel like we also got to acknowledge that the men too, while we also because in our generation, us men tend to bash women. If we could go, it's the woman fault. But some of us men don't even take accountability that we partake in it. Right? We don't take accountability for the things that we've done. Like, we know some of these things that we've done is fucked up. Sorry. You know? And we understood the concept of what it is. And we also acknowledge that, we, like I said earlier, we glorify the negative. As men, we glorify these inheritance ignorance because we we know that they are they are not well needed in our environment, but we adapt those because that's what we need in our environment to survive. You know what I'm saying? And these are the things. And when we play by the lens, a lot of us men, we we have soft spots for soft for a lot of things that is not needed in the community, but we glorify these things and give it. The life that's why it's sustaining our community. But if we were to start removing toxic masculinity from our community as men and remove the toxic from the inheritance from the generational oppression that we have betrayed from for many years, and also the ones that we get from our families and friends and people that we cool with at school, people who go to church with, people on the block with. And when we start removing these toxic masculinity, then we can really center in inheritance of. Not ignorance, but positivity into the conversation. Very much so. Um, it's funny you say that because me and my coworker, you know, you kind of heard how he talks about, like, the man is, he believes, like, you know the Bible, the man is the head of the house, the man is the king, right. the man, like, which is true. Like, it, it's true. It's like, but in this generation, is no longer seen as true. Right. It's more so everybody is using you for what can you do for me at the moment type. I, I, oh, so, mm, okay. I see where you have to. So it's like more so for me, I think it's like, like I heard, it's more so of transactional relationships and less yeah. transformal relationships. And what I mean by that is like, you know, everybody just taking but not giving back, right? And they are just take, take, take from everybody that they can take from so they can be good, so they can be great. But they're not really producing back in the community to make the community be great too. So how can you sustain something when you're not really putting back out things to make it sustainable? So exactly. in transformal relationship now, I will get, you will get, the community going to get, and we all going to get together. We all going to make bread together. We all going to educate together. We all going to meditate together. We all going to learn together. That's transformer relationships. And that's what we don't have in a community all the time. We don't have transformer. We have too much transactional. Exactly. Like, we, we've turned into 
or a society that's all about self. It's like it's it's me first, then if you somehow make it to be a spouse and are able to stand that person for longer than a day, longer than a phone call, or longer than a round of sex, or your kids, you don't really care about other people. Right. Like when people cared, there wasn't this many homeless people on the street because everybody got together to make sure everybody was straight. Right. Oh, you need oh you got you need a job, you know, I can't pay you much, but you know, I got I got a couple hours, I need something to come, you know, sweep the stove, you know, put merchandise up, you know, it's not much, but it's something that can help you out, you know, person down the street doing the same thing, like everybody came together to make it everybody was straight like kids everybody knew everybody family like everybody grew up like okay you can go down the block you can go two blocks just to be home before dinner everybody know what time dinner is because just about everybody did that did dinner at the same time by the time the street lights came on your behind was in the house sitting at the table or wherever you was in the house like right. your parents weren't really worried you like it wasn't going crazy where you had to worry about your kid being snatched, your kids, you know, being like killed, just like randomly on some shit that don't even involve them. Right. Like, how are we supposed to heal when everybody in the community is scared mm. to even interact with anybody outside of someone who they feel is safe? Right. Mm-hmm. You're lying, though. You're not lying at all. You know what I'm saying? So, with that, right? So, so how do we heal, then? How do we heal as black men and black women? How do we heal? We, we, heal, we heal home first, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, we heal home, like, and we can't even heal home. We gotta heal we got to heal public perception, to be honest. Mm. Talk about it. Because public perception is, and especially in the black community, like a black man, we come into the world being taught that our struggle is going to be 10 times harder in America, at the very least, than any other race. Like, as much as we're talking about how the Mexicans and all that, to be honest, they're doing better than most of the Blacks in America because they're willing to, you know, they go do the work, you know, they stay together, they bring their family. You know, we talk about how they all be packed in one house, but yeah, they be packed, but guess they're saving money. They're getting their businesses. They're going out doing the hard work that the Black people feel they're kind of too good to do anymore. Like, we got to get back to being able to go back to work. Like, right. stop being too proud. Like, stop glorifying being a drug dealer. Stop glorifying being in the club. Stop wanting to be a rapper. To be honest, look at the statistics of being a rapper. Everybody mm. wants to be a rapper. Like, one out of every five people can probably rap. One out of every five people can probably make a five beat and write some lyrics. So right. the statistics of being a good rapper is like your statistics for being in the NBA or the NFL. 
for let's look towards more realistic dreams. Let's be more doctors. Let's be more scholars. Something, yeah, something that you know that even if you fail, the prerequisites prerequisites to get you to where you want it will still carry you far on probably most other jobs. Right. So you don't gotta be a trapper. You don't gotta be a rapper. You don't gotta be an athlete. Let's be more doctors. Let's be more lawyers. Let's be more electricians. Let's be more handymen. Let's go back and build the stuff we used to build. Right. Let's go be more. Like let's go do more IT. If you want to move forward, let's go do do more IT stuff. Let's go take over the computer network, the computer field. Let's go build our own hours. Let's make it where these people need us to run their computers, not not them. Mm. Like you want to build, let's build that. Let's okay. So now we built that. Now we're confident because what? Now we're making the money they're making, and we took it ourselves. Now let's build the home relationship. Okay, I'm stable. Let's find someone who's like-minded. Okay, I know I'm cool. I'm laid back. I'm about my money. I don't go out like that, but I do go out. So I need someone who's you know I want a homebody, but who's willing to go do fun stuff. So let's let's build the connection like we ain't gotta fuck uh we ain't gotta have sex the first couple nights or the first couple days we can wait for that like i want to know before we even get to there that are you worth it right because if we if we, if we have sex i'm giving you energy like, mm. i'm giving you a part of talk me. about the energy talk about it like yeah it can be like we say we can just fuck but to be honest if you look at it when you fuck even if you don't feel any emotional ties you still you're giving yourself to somebody else. There's some type of give and take there. It's just whether you choose to acknowledge that you gave something or you took something. Mm-hmm. So if you make a bond where it's a mutual thing, where by the time you get to this step, this give and take is just another step, and you just feel natural, and you can just okay, well, this was great, but I still feel, and I still feel like you're a great friend. We can just keep moving forward. It's not like, oh, well, I know what you're like now. I'm going to go to the next. Like, we can actually build families. You can like, okay, so I know you're here for more than just my body. Like, okay, so I'm feeling you. So what's, what's your attentions and move forward and be like, okay, so these are my plans. By this age, I want to be doing this. By this age, I want this, this, and this. Like, Mm, okay so and i and i hear that because that's why i feel like right when when you talk about healing right when we talk about healing as black men and black women right i kind of feel the same way a little bit right because like for me i believe in like what you were saying earlier in, in this statement when you say that let's go bill right i feel like we're so far removed from indigeneity that we half of us don't even know what build is though right and me as a black man i try to heal I try to heal by literally just being positive, throw positivity in my mind. You know what I mean? I try to do affirmation to myself in the morning. I try to tell myself every morning, you're handsome. You are king. You are you. You can't be nobody else. You can you can be everything and infinitely everything that you can be and that you can imagine that you want to be, you can be. Feel me? These are the things that I tell myself every day. And you know, to my black queens, right? To my black queens, I would tell them this. Just just keep your crown on top of your head. You know what I mean? Don't let it, let it fall. You feel me? Despite of what trials and tribulation they have thrown at you, that they keep throwing at you, 
You know what I'm saying? Keep making down heads, keep going strong because while we are survivors, you know what I'm saying? And for me, it was just like what you were saying so deep too is about even in relationships too. Like in my relationships, I want my relationships to be powerful. You know what I'm saying? Like one of the deepest for now found thing that I learned about myself in this past year is that I want a non-gender relationship. What that means is I want a relationship that where we both love each other. We both cherish each other. We both appreciate each other. We both care for each other. We both spoil each other. We both care for each other's needs and care for each other's wants and go each push each other to be the best and push each other to be greater than the best, but be infinite, to be phenomenal. These are the things that I learned. These are things that I that I read about, these are that I learned, I experienced in the, over the years of my life. And like, so Maddie, because you said that with community, right? Like, how do we promote healing to our kids? Like, to the kids of this generation, to the kids that your future kids that you may have. Like, how you will promote healing to them? We have to, in my point of view, I feel like we have to change. We have to change the point of view. We have to shift where the goal is, what people are seeing. Like, like, I just had another way of stating it, but I can't remember it. But I feel like the way we're headed is we took the wrong path. Right. Like, a lot of people are choosing to go left instead of right. Right. And I feel like we first have to let people know they're taking the wrong path. But it's kind of hard to tell someone or tell the generation they're wrong because of how we grew up or because of what we specifically want. Right. So we have to change the community's value of what should be wanted. Mm. Because it all, to be honest, everything that we know is taught to us. There's nothing we ourselves inherently know. Right, right. So we first have to change the perspective of what we know. Like when you look at, when you look at the times of what each community was teaching or promoting at the time, you see how the generations turned out. If you look at other, other countries, other races, you don't really see the same issues that you have in America. Right. And you wonder why it's because other countries' races aren't divided among themselves. Like, America is, like, the only country where you have basically every race hating each other, blaming each other for their own downfall. Granted, white and black have slavery, but it's time to move on. That's in the past. Like, I understand it's there. But I also understand I'm not I wasn't there during that time. My mom wasn't there during that time. My grandparents weren't there during that time. I don't have any personal ties to slavery. Y'all keep teaching it, yeah, teach it. But let it stay there. Let it stay as taught. People need to learn that the past is the past. Move on. Y'all I mean, so-called I mean, said y'all. I mean, I think for granted, right? Like so yeah, some people might not have ties to it, right? And we 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 acknowledge that. Right. Some people do have ties to slavery. Right. And that and that's a real thing. And and 
because I understood, you know, people like if you understood B.O.B. song when he says like, "Yo, on the Mayflower, black people was already here before slavery was even here," right? And and I and I and I understood what you were saying. You know, some people was already here before that happened. So it's like I'll have ties to that. That's not part of me. But you also gotta also gotta acknowledge that there are people who are generationally hurt from that. Right? And that is very that is very much true. But my and that you my, but you gotta be mindful, right? Like they they are they are hurt and generationally they've been they've been in a position where their their lack of resources is why they have a lack of things they can do in their community. Right, and it's not because they want to do that in the community, but it's the lack of resources that is founded in that community that make that community have its stigma and scars. It's not because they want to be radical; it's because they're trying to be radicals to get be heard. They want to be seen and they want to be heard, and every voices want to be seen and be heard. Every community want to be seen and be heard. And we also, granted, we also got to understand that, you know, we all got to heal systematically from the oppression that we have sustained in each communities that we share. For for example, we gotta we gotta you know understand that the all racial tendencies that we have and things that we live in, right? That we got we gotta acknowledge that we all portray something, we all partake in something, and we all are the, you know, the masters of the creation of what attention it is right and when we learn that when we acknowledge as black men and black kings and black women and our children and we got to remove those toxic masculinity we got to remove those toxins from our community we got to remove the toxic rightness of our community we got to we got to rinse it we got to change it we got to revamp the whole structure of what community means because like if we keep downgrade if we keep saying that if this is that this is oh slavery is this or this is whatever if we don't remove the toxin from our community of what it is and really re-educate our kids the way like our grandma and grandpa takes, because you said it earlier, grandma and grandpa shops don't be around no more, right? So a lot of people's education are lost. They don't know how to do certain things without grandma and grandpa's because why? In the community, grandma and grandpa's was the community holder. There was a caretaker. There was a provider. There was the the nurses and the doctors and the preachers and all these different people. So I feel you, bro. You know what I'm saying? And definitely, bro, like, one thing I want to ask you before we get out of here, though, right? Because I know my viewers is like, damn, this is intense. <laughs> right? What else you want to tell them about uh, promoting healing to their, to their kids and to our generation? Like, what, you, what else you want to tell them? I would say before you start talking about healing, to really look into what you really are healing from. Mm. Know what you have to heal before you just start randomly healing. Because randomly healing isn't going to bring any benefit. There's no point in putting a Band-Aid on the cutoff arm. You're going you're gonna to die of blood loss. But you can put a Band-Aid on a paper cut. Right. So before you just randomly try to start healing, and forcing healing on your kid, make sure you know what your problem is and at least have a plan, <clears throat> a plan on how to go about solving your issue. Right. 
Okay, okay. Man, thank you so much, Matt, for coming on the on the block with Rasta. With your boy Rasta. I appreciate you, man. I know I hope the viewers, I hope y'all learned something from this conversation. This was enriched. This was powerful. You know what I'm saying? I know Matt very well personally. He is a dope brother. Man, thank you so much, Matt. But before we go, Matt, what is one book you would recommend to my audience to read and why? And where can they find you? Where can all my listeners find you if they want to look for you on social media? Okay. Uh, I don't really have a book I could recommend. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a book I can recommend to readers. Okay, okay, okay. Definitely, definitely. That's okay. But definitely, you know... I understand. So where can if where can my where can my viewers find you if they want to look for you on social media? They can find me on Insta and Snap as Mac the Tech Guy. Or they can just find me on Facebook under Matt G. Matt G. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Y'all, this is real. This is rich. But before I exit out of here, we gonna say this. My book that I recommend though is Mediterranean Cross the King's River. That's a dope book. Man, that book was enriched. Thank you, man, for coming through to On the Block with Rasta, with your boy Rasta Ron. Um, thank you so much, bro. Peace and love, King. Thank you. Peace and love. No problem, brother. And definitely, everybody, all my listeners who are listening, if you haven't, if you haven't, please subscribe to On the Block with Rasta. On Spotify, we got more epic, more some more conversation like this that are coming up through on the podcast. We got other dope guests to talk about this this enriched conversation because this is not just a one part conversation. This is a six part episode conversation on in healing from inheritance ignorance. Thank you. I'm your host, Rastaron. Good night and be blessed. All the way from Texas.